0: Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning in to the latest episode of Ask the Top. As always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support. On this edition of the program, my reaction to Enzo's rap video. He's changed his name, by the way. John Cena's endorsement, Dream Feuds, Smackdown to Fox. My favorite pro wrestling podcast and the biggest non televised WWE or WWF matches of all time. No craft beer today. In fact, I'm actually sipping on an ice cold, sugar free Red Bull. I don't even need this. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I already have enough caffeine in my veins. In fact, I enjoyed a double Americano espresso earlier. Obviously, uh, I needed more. So don't craft beer today. Need the energy in me. You're going to have the most amped up alert edition of Ask the Top you've ever heard. And if you want to listen to new episodes of Ask the Top, YouTube is where you can go first and foremost. That's where the show is immediately uploaded. YouTube.com. Subscribe to Chris Tomlack. ChrisTopBlack.com, the archive's there. In fact, you can actually listen to my older MMA shows if you want to go back in time. TWM.news, an incredible sponsor from day one, and same with TheReactionRoom.com. I believe the show is also available on iTunes and podcast apps such as Overcast, which I personally use, and I'll let you know more about my favorite pro wrestling podcasts because I listen to them on there. If you want to talk to me on social media, interact with me, Facebook, Ask the Top is my Facebook fan page, at Chris Black on Twitter, Chris Black on Instagram, which primarily consists of food and beverage photos and wherever I'm at, and Google Plus as well too. I have quite a strong contingent of fans on there, and I appreciate all of the questions I receive from Google Plus. So let's dive into some industry news and rumors. How about the artist formerly known as Enzo? Former WWE wrestler Enzo Amore will now be known as Real One. There you go. The artist formerly known as. And he's currently embarking on a career in rap music. In fact, he released his debut video entitled Phoenix. It was originally released on WorldStar, but you can also watch it on YouTube I'll share my complete thoughts during the questions portion of the show because, of course, I was asked about it and I can't wait to dive into it. I listened to it from start to finish. So you're not just getting my 20-second reaction. It's the full shebang. How about John Cena's endorsement? Cena recently made an appearance at Megacon in Orlando and he was asked by a fan if he would rather face Adam Cole, the Velveteen Dream, or Ricochet. He chose the Dream And actually further elaborated that he believes that there is something special there and that he's the one. Quite an endorsement from a landmark figure in pro wrestling. And keep in mind, the Velveteen Dream is merely 22 years old. You've heard me state this before, but I do believe he is one to watch i don't know if he's the one quite yet but he's certainly one to watch and he has nothing but upside and potential so sky's the limit for the dream speaking of john cena his new cartoon debuted on youtube you can watch the first episode uh it's dallas and robo so watch it on youtube but if you want to watch the entire series it is only available to youtube red subscribers The Iconics are selling very well. It's been reported by various sources that the Iconics t-shirt has been exceeding management's expectations on wweshop.com. Furthermore, it's speculated that the WWE plans to turn them into an updated version of Lay Cool. Are you for it? Are you against it? I dig them. I thought that they were long overdue to be called up to the main roster. And you've heard me state this on multiple occasions, but the WWE places a lot of emphasis on their wweshop.com numbers. So for many, this makes or breaks their push. A prime example would be AJ Styles. You heard the reaction that he received when he debuted at the Royal Rumble. It was back in 2016. Massive reaction. But then this was supported by his t-shirt sales, because they sold out very quickly. And they continue to be a top seller on wweshop.com. So again, this makes or breaks a push. So they watch this website and the numbers in specific very, very closely. If you're on the West Coast, NXT will be in your neck of the woods. That's in America during the tail end of July. NXT San Diego on the 26th, Riverside on the 27th. NXT Las Vegas, that'd be a great show on the 28th of July. And NXT Phoenix, be some hot ones there on the 29th. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. in that specific time. So stop by NXTtickets.com to learn more. How about laying the smack down on Wall Street? On Tuesday, the WWE stock reached an all-time high of $60.51 per share. So, this correlates directly with their upcoming deal, which seems to be imminent, and that's with Fox and the USA Network. So, it's being said, it's not just speculated, but it looks like it's about to be finalized that SmackDown will move to Fox, hopefully remaining live. It might even be moving to Thursdays, and Raw will stay on the US network, or the USA Network, I should say. Bret Hart was recently honored. He announced it on his official Instagram page, Twitter as well, too. He received an honorary Bachelor of Physical Literacy. Here's what he had to say. I enrolled at Mount Royal University in 77 to learn film. I ended up taking a different path that allowed me to see the world representing Calgary and Canada. I'm extremely proud to receive an honorary Bachelor of Physical Literacy from Mount Royal University this Friday. How fitting given that the hitman is arguably the greatest in-ring storyteller of all time. Highlights from the week. There were plenty of them, too. I thought it was a pretty solid week. There were some lows. We had that barbecue segment on Raw. We had the dance battle on SmackDown. But by and large, I thought that it was a standout week. It's Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm telling you, each time Seth Rollins makes his entrance... Those burn-it-down chants get louder and louder. Solid match. Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor, about the same. I enjoyed that. How about Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass? I was so thrilled to see Samoa Joe get his arm raised in that match. Daniel Bryan loses nothing. He did not tap out. He passed out. Big Cass did not take the pinfall. Samoa Joe won the match, and I've stated it on social media I've stated it here, but I'll state it again. My hope is that Samoa Joe goes on to win Money in the Bank and successfully cashes in on AJ Styles and becomes the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. How sweet would that be? How about the New Day versus The Miz, Sheamus, and Cesaro? An action-packed match from start to finish. We still have no clear indication as to which New Day member will be the one to participate in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Who's it going to be? Who would you want to see? I mean, Big E probably has the best shot of having a a solid singles run, but Xavier Woods is exceeding expectations. And I've said it before. I think that he is grossly underappreciated, not only on the microphone, he's pretty solid there, but in the ring too. Keep in mind, he was in TNA as, uh, yeah, he he was down there. And his name escapes me at the moment. What was it? Apollo? I think it was. I think it may have been Apollo. But anyway, it was a play on the Rocky movie. I think it was AJ Styles that actually brought him in, by the way, too. Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. That was match of the week. 20 minutes of nonstop action. If you do skip 205 Live, go back and please watch that match. I actually rewatched it last night. It holds up. How about the showdown between Ricochet and the Velveteen Dream on NXT television? Stole the show for me. Those two are money. Velveteen Dream gets onto the microphone, tries to intimidate Ricochet from the entrance ramp. He says, you will truly know anything the Ricochet can do, the Dream can do better. Ricochet pauses, runs, flips over the top rope, lands on his feet right in front of the Velveteen Dream, walks up and says into the microphone, then show me. Oh, one of the most epic moments of 2018. And the Velveteen dream sold it like a true champion with disbelief written all over his face. Cannot be looking forward to that feud anymore. It's going to be taking place at NXT Chicago there for their next TakeOver event. We already have Johnny Gargano and his former tag team partner, Tommaso Ciampa. That's going to be taking place there too. You have Alistair Black, It's going to square off against Lars Sullivan. So that's a solid card already. I posed this question on social media earlier in the week. I want to get your take on it. Name your dream feud that never came to fruition. The ultimate what if. Now, the caveat of this was the fact that this must include wrestlers who were both active at the same time. So it must be realistic. So you can't say Bruno Sammartino and John Cena. It's not possible. It couldn't occur. But here are the top three choices. It was Austin versus Hogan as the runaway favorite. Which should have taken place, theoretically, at WrestleMania 18. But it was The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, which in hindsight, wasn't the wrong matchup to make anyway. But they threw that away with Austin versus Scott Hall, which was such a forgettable WrestleMania matchup. A close second. Sting versus The Undertaker, Uh, many stated specifically from 1997 that's of course when I would want to see it it would be even better if it was Ministry Taker versus Sting but I do love 1997 Sting one of my all-time favorite gimmicks and his feud with the NWO goes down as one of my all-time favorites as well a distant third but it did receive some votes in fact it would probably be number one for me Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle a technical dream match There were some others on there too, but those were the top three. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is there another dream matchup that you would add? Let me know all over social media. I'm going to throw a few more in there. Food for thought. It could have happened. Politics held it down. How about The Rock versus Shawn Michaels? Wow. Arrogance to the extreme. That could have taken place in about 97. Perhaps even when Shawn Michaels returned. But either way, that's a feud that I wish we saw. Also, how about Sting versus The Rock? It wouldn't be a technical uh, affair, but at the same time, two great characters. So those are just a few more I wanted to throw out there. There's dozens of others that come to mind, but again, those were the top three. Let's get to your questions. Dead underscore Ed, and I should say underscore old, my buddy Chris, check them out. TheReactionRoom.com, follow them. On YouTube, they have quite the dedicated following, in fact, via Twitter. What do you make of Enzo Amore's brand new rap track? Critique the song first, and then the lyrical message, please. Yours, pro-wrestlingly, massive fan from day one. So I listened to this from a non-biased perspective and pretended that Real One was simply a new artist and not formally Enzo Amore. The end verdict? I really, really disliked it. His vocals were honestly painful to listen to, and the overall flow of the song seemed disjointed. I have a deep appreciation for hip-hop, and lyrically, this was fairly simplistic and juvenile. Nothing to write home about. I mean, for example, I ain't done. What's he gonna say? What's he gonna do? Got him on their toes like a midget at a urinal. Couple red roses on my gimmick. Couple tears at the funeral. Again, somewhat juvenile, Straightforward. Nothing about that song wowed me. Now, mind you, I would still prefer this over a lot of the hip-hop that is released in 2018. But this will never be close to the top of the list. I mean, mind you, again, I like Big L, KRS-One, Nas, Tupac, uh, Notorious B.I.G. So many outstanding lyrical rappers. So... For me to listen to this from a non-biased perspective, I totally did. But at the same time, given the artists that I fully appreciate, this was going to be painful. And it was. And I really, truly tried to enjoy. it. I just couldn't. But it has received some pretty positive feedback on YouTube. Edward via Facebook. As the WWE continually expands in wrestling styles and having their own network, do I dare say ECW? Well, given the failed reboot, it's highly unlikely that ECW will ever be brought back. The original ECW felt like punk rock or hip hop, anti-establishment, genuine and groundbreaking. It was innovative. WWE's version of ECW was extremely toned down, overly scripted and completely lacked heart. Would you really want to see that again? I, for one, would rather reflect uh, reflect rather fondly on the good old days and rewatch them on the WWE Network. That's where they're available. I cannot recreate that. No way, no how. I love Oscar via Google. Guessing you're an Oscar fan. When is Dean Ambrose returning? Speak of the devil. Actually, it was just on uh, Renee Young's Instagram account. He was on there because they were at the Las Vegas Knights game. He had a well-trimmed beard. His hair looks shorter. He looks pretty happy. Kurt Angle recently revealed during a QA and a on his official Facebook account that Dean is expected back towards the end of the summer. Whether that's accurate remains to be seen, but I'd love to see him back. And again, I've stated this on multiple occasions, bring him back as a more serious, methodical Dean Ambrose. Literally just channel Brian Pillman. And that should be Dean Ambrose. The loose cannon, or like the Joker from The Dark Knight. I don't want to see him come back squirting mustard and ketchup all over people again. It was just silly and hokey, and he deserves better. Mike Leochi, a big fan via Facebook. With SmackDown moving to Fox in October of 2019, again, not officially confirmed, but it seems like it will be, will this move force writers and creative to book better shows, hoping to get better ratings? Ooh, when I hear the word booking and creative to get better ratings, I think Vince Russo, and I get goosebumps all over my body in the worst way possible. Doubtful. if anything, I fear... There's more of a chance that the show will become overly scripted. Now, of course, they will be focused on the ratings, just as they are on the USA Network. But let's just hope it doesn't come at the sacrifice of more entertainment in terms of a more entertainment-based product. SmackDown excels as being the alternative to Raw, where it's based on their wrestling and legitimate characters. Again, AJ, Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, Nakamura, so many others on there that are legitimate characters. So I would rather see them focus on the actual wrestling and competitiveness of that, while Raw focuses more on a character-driven program. Jeremy via Google+. Plus, What are your favorite podcasts? Wrestling-related or not, Jeremy? Broad question. Wrestling-wise, something to wrestle with. Bruce Pritchard, Conrad Thompson, a good show. Uh, 83 Weeks, I recently got caught up on that. That is featuring Eric Bischoff and Conrad Thompson again. Though it does feel somewhat fictional with uh, Eric Bischoff on the program, uh, he misremembers a lot. So I'm, I wouldn't exactly take everything he says to the bank or super seriously, but nonetheless, it's still quite entertaining. Uh, ENC's Pot of Awesomeness, that's Edging Christian. Really enjoy that program. The Steve Austin show, depending on the guest, but Steve Austin has been doing it longer than anyone. Uh, Talk is Jericho. Chris Jericho is the ultimate showman, a little self-serving, a little over-the-top at times. I'm being so nitpicky about this because I come from the world of radio broadcasting, and I've been podcasting for years and doing voiceover work uh, for about seven years now. But it drives me crazy when Chris Jericho has his own program, and then he's voicing his own commercial on his program during a break. So it's just nonstop Chris Jericho, mix it up with some new voices. Bring me on. Cheap plug. But either way, uh, I like that show depending on the guest. He's he's highly charismatic. And I mostly listen to clips from Jim Cornette's podcast, but I find it very entertaining. not in wrestling related. I loved Whatever Happened to. That was by Andrew Jenks, Seven Bucks Productions. Uh, That was The Rock, his company that produced that. Great show. Looking forward to season two. And depending on the guest, I do still enjoy the Joe Rogan experience. Pretty solid, but again, depending on the guest, because he produces that about three days a week. Also has fight companions as well, too. Bearded Warrior via Twitter. When are you going weekly? Will you be starting another podcast? Calling me out here. What's this? Bearded Warrior has been a loyal fan of not only Ask the Top, but Talking Combat with Chris Toplack and Ultimate Fighting Weekly. So Bearded Warrior, little known fact, has been listening to me podcast for about the past four or five years. Perhaps even longer than that. Jeez. So I appreciate the ongoing support. You just want to hear me weekly again. Listen, I've toyed with the idea of producing a weekly podcast, but it would need to be a revamped format. There are several options. Continue with Ask the Top, which is news, rumors, questions, and predictions. If there are enough questions there, I could easily switch this to a weekly show. Now, I could also focus a weekly program that mostly recaps the weekly WWE programs in detail, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, and also continue to focus on news and rumors, consider this more of a view from the top. Could happen. Uh, A panel discussion has been frequently discussed, perhaps going over some classic matches or what-if situations. And as noted several episodes ago, I would love to record a docu-series on various landmark moments from professional wrestling. Now, my question to you what would you like for me to tackle next? want to hear your feedback all over social media. At Chris Toplack, perhaps the best place to interact with me. Hank Hill via Google+. Plus. Anytime I hear Hank Hill, I always think of the line, and I'm a big King of the Hill fan because it's just so dry. It's the opposite uh, of, say, what The Simpsons is, which I love Vintage Simpsons, my all-time favorite show. But I just love when Bobby says some, something about what if somebody likes their their steak well done? You asked them firmly but politely to leave. It was a terrible handkill. Dang it, Bobby. And I could be better. Oh. <laughs> so the biggest non-televised match in WWF WWE history. Now, a few immediately come to mind. Uh, Ric Flair versus Bret Hart. I believe that was 1992 from Saskatoon. Coliseum video. Talk about a throwback. Bret Hart won his very first WWF World Championship on that show. Why they never televised that is beyond me. And how about Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair 1991? This was actually considered a dream match to many. and It was never aired on television. They had a nice run on the house show. Now, as the rumors go, this match never ended up happening at WrestleMania back in 1991 based on the fact that that uh, these two just did not click and their matches did not click during that house show run. I have trouble believing that. Deep down, I believe Hogan did not want to take the pinfall. Pure speculation, but come on. And that will do it for another edition of Ask the Top. As always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support. You ask me plenty of questions not just bi-weekly, but on a weekly basis. And you constantly interact with me on social media. So keep doing that. Keep spreading the word. And let's keep the support going and this momentum going. And perhaps this show will be on a weekly basis or perhaps another podcast will be as well too. So until the next time we do this and I'll make predictions for Money in the Bank, happy trails to you until we meet again.